0: Excited for your winter episode? Sure,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You sound I'm very, very convinced. Excited.
1: <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. I hope. Maybe. <laughs> you know I was conflicted on which one to do, so hopefully I did the correct one.
0: Oh boy. Is this gonna be like a sweet valley high Christmas?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Winter Bizarre Book Retorts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What season is it, Danielle? You seem confused. (laughs)
1: I didn't channel the fog that we have today.
0: Uh, Oh, yes. You just thought, hmm, fog. I must be in the moors of Scotland.
1: (laughs) Very confusing there for a moment. (laughs) To be fair, we have done a lot of book re shorts, book re extras, book re tours. Like, I just, uh, my brain was spinning.
0: Our naming scheme is really problematic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It can be, especially uh, during the end of the year. So, uh, anyway, I'm Danielle. Uh, I'm Sam. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Sam.
0: Oh, boy. is it is it nice to meet me i've never met me so i can't tell
1: yeah 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 sure oh, <laughs> i mean it's convincing. been so long since it's been so long since i actually met you the first time that i i have no recollection as to whether or not it was nice to meet
0: you i don't think it was back then <laughs> just knowing me
1: i'm sure it was delightful
0: uh, i don't think so <laughs>
1: Anyway, welcome, everybody, to our Winter Bazaar episodes, our annual tradition of winter and holiday-themed media.
0: Yay! Things that only happen once a year, so we take advantage of them.
1: We do. And today, Sam, I I have a treat for you, a holiday treat. Do you, Danielle?
0: Do you really? I do.
1: I mean, you kind of, like, guessed half of it by when we were chatting this morning out of the blue for no apparent
0: reason. Because I know you so well, Danielle, but (laughs) I can just guess what these things are.
1: So I am doing the uh, seminal 2021 Netflix classic.
0: Oh gosh!
1: <laughs> um, it's like, hang on a second.
0: <laughs> You've got the name of the movie you just did.
1: No, I want to make sure I get the ta- like the the part, right. The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star.
0: You know, Danielle, I almost did that one. Did you? I was looking up some weird, you know, holiday movies, and I came across the Princess Switch movies. I'm like, I could do those. That's really more of a Danielle thing.
1: <laughs> it really is. I, I've definitely seen these. <laughs> um, but I really, I you know, I kept going between Princess Switch 2, Princess Switch 3. Why there needs to be three of these movies, I don't know. <laughs> But Princess Switch 2 is too normal.
0: <laughs> the fact that I know these exist at all, Danielle, is troubling to me.
1: I know. I'm impressed, actually, really. <laughs>
0: Thank you, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you might have a little background from your Google research, Sam, but I'm going to send you... No,
0: I just thought they existed and that they're basically a Prince and the Popper thing, and that's all I got. I'm like, I'm done with that.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of. I'm gonna send you um a couple. I'm gonna send you a couple of very short summaries so Why? I can catch you up to Princess Switch three, Sam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why do you guys do more work here, Danielle? It's just very winter episodes of less work. <laughs>
1: this is this is together, it forms one co slightly coherent summary.
0: Oh that, cause that's what we're really concerned about coherence. <laughs>
1: So this is the original Princess Switch, Sam, to catch okay. our listeners up here.
0: Oh, so instead of you just informing everyone what's going on, I have to do it. Got it.
1: It's, it's a lot. It's Sam. It's like one sentence.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it still worked, Danielle, and I object. But all right, I'll do it for you because it's the holidays.
1: I appreciate that. That's my, my Christmas present from you. <laughs>
0: So Princess Switch 1 is apparently this. One week before Christmas, a duchess switches place with an ordinary woman from Chicago who looks exactly like her and they each fall in love with each other's bows. Know who I feel bad for in that (laughs) that summary, Danielle? The ordinary woman from Chicago? (laughs) No, the bows. Do they have any say in this? They're just being duped and that's like yeah
1: they are kind of duped in the beginning
0: it's true that's horrible you can't be like oh I'm gonna pretend to be your person you love and not like that's awful
1: <laughs> I'm gonna admit that it's been a hot minute since I watched the princess switch the original um at least a year maybe like three or something since it came out ooh
0: ages yeah
1: <laughs> So, I mean, it's a generic story plot, so it's hard to remember everything that happened in it.
0: All I know is that there are some very ill-treated partners in it, it sounds like.
1: it. There really is. And now, Sam, I'm going to send you the slightly longer, but this is more All relevant right. summary. Before you even
0: send it to me, I just want to say I'm impressed that I figured out a way to make that duplicity work again without everyone being like, is this another switcheroo? <laughs> it,
1: it, it, like, amps it up. This is why I almost did the Princess Switch to or Switching, Switchier, Switchier Princess. I don't remember
0: this. <laughs> I don't that sounds remember like this. a form of corporal punishment.
1: No, I think it's like more switching. Let me see. The princess is that what it's really two? called?
0: Are you kidding know, me? It's
1: something stupid. Hang on. Switched again. The princess switch switched again.
0: Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. You guys got a problem with switching? <laughs> like seriously.
1: <laughs> it gets like more and more. So let me like, hear.
0: All right. It says when Princess Margaret unexpected. Wait. Duchess, now a princess. Okay. It,
1: it's, it's it's a long story, Sam. <laughs> we'll are get they there. the
0: same people or are they different people?
1: They're the same exact people. So all of these stories have the same exact
0: people in them. And somehow they, they keep switching and no one their lives figures it out. And B, she went from duchess to princess?
1: Yeah, so the <laughs> she was a duchess. The person who was supposed to be king left like decided he didn't want to be king. I have the king. Yeah, and now she's the, the princess.
0: But what about the other never mind. I mean no, it right. doesn't
1: matter, Sam. This is not the movie we're doing. <laughs> you brought just this up, know, Danielle. This is on you. <laughs> just know that Margaret is now a princess and Stacy is also a princess. They're both princesses. Wait, what?
0: How- Danielle, how are they both princesses?
1: <laughs> because Stacy, the the bow from the original, it was a prince for Margaret. Oh, Margaret oh, was engaged okay. to a prince, and so now she's I
0: Stacey's should have guessed that. that I should have figured that out. That's on yeah. me.
1: Sorry, that summary. You're right. The summary did not explain well enough.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The summary had one sentence about, "Hey, these people switch places. Figure it <laughs> out." I was trying out.
1: to like summarize this more quickly so that we could get to the actual plot of the <laughs> I, third. Movie. Look how
0: that backfired.
1: To <laughs> <laughs> just know they're both princesses at this point in.
0: Okay, great, thank you. When Princess Margaret <laughs> unexpectedly inherits a throne to Montenero, okay, and hits a—is r- that a real play? Is that a real like kingdom? I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> I didn't think so. I'm just like, mm. I was trying to like do Montenegro or something. And I, just, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, and hits a rough patch with her boyfriend. And it's up to her double Stacy to save the day before a new look-alike. Wait, what? <laughs> party girl fiona impersonates her in an attempt to steal the throne luckily after saving stacy from a kidnapping fiona <laughs> is caught and sentenced to many years of community service um
1: <laughs> i almost did this movie uh, <laughs> so close
0: <laughs> i know we don't have time for this danielle but i'm going to do this anyway i'm sorry
1: you're fine go for it <laughs> our listeners deserve some, a better summary <laughs>
0: first three lookalikes what there's
1: three okay so fiona is the cousin of margaret how? And apparently, they're all dead ringers for each other.
0: <laughs> also, apparently, I don't know any form of biometric identification does not exist in this world.
1: <laughs> no, it does not. They all look alike, and therefore, they can all pass for each other.
0: This is like on Star Trek. Whenever they have like data impersonate Captain Picard, and the computer's like, "Oh yeah, that must be the captain." You're like, "That's got to be a better security system than just a voice print." And like, it sounds like him, so it must be the same person.
1: Yes, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> Except even less. There's like no security in this castle.
0: That's what I'm getting that. Like. If you have, like, a princess, can't be just like, no, uh, looks and sells the princess. I guess that must be her. This is
1: a very small kingdom, Sam. I don't think they, like, scan anything to confirm the identities on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, but, like, how do they not have any way to verify that, like, her signature? She has to sign documents, maybe? I mean, come on.
1: Well, you know, they learned all that in the first
0: movie. And you think they would apply that to the second one, but apparently party girl Fiona can get away with it. <laughs>
1: Oh, she barely gets away with it. It's literally like the most haphazard plan that lasts about three seconds in that movie. I thought well, it was really funny, actually. Just recently watched that one.
0: All right. Well, also, there's a kidnapping. I'm just going to gloss over that because I can pretty much guess what that is.
1: She kidnaps her because she's trying to like yeah. impersonate her. Yeah, I got
0: it. Yeah, okay. I figured, look, I figured it out. It's basically like Sweet Valley High.
1: Yes. Which is why I didn't do the second movie was because in my head that was the exact thought I had. Like this is kind of like Sweet Valley High. I should probably move on to the third movie.
0: All right, Dana. I don't know if this reveals more about you or more about our media as a culture that this is basically Sweet Valley High with princess swapping. So
1: it is, and I'm gonna send this one to you. Which, uh, yeah, this is the third one. This is the one we're doing, Sam.
0: Okay, great. When a princess relic is stolen, no, not princess. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. They're doing princesses.
1: (laughs) princess is on your mind uh,
0: seriously when a, everything's a princess apparently stacy's a princess margaret's a princess fiona's a princess they're all princesses when a priceless relic is stolen queen mar okay now she's a queen i'm sorry is- oh, sorry <laughs> who died and made her queen no really who died
1: um she was just in line she's next in line for the throne so she now gets to be queen so.
0: Wait, you don't get to be queen when you're next in line. You get to be queen when you're on the throne.
1: Well, you're on the throne. He abdicated. She is now the
0: the queen. I thought her abdication <laughs> made her from a duchess to a princess.
1: Well, she was like, but she was the like. They were just waiting to do the coronation I... so that she could become the queen. <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know how mon- I don't know how monarchies work, Daniel. But it's not like this. I can say that. <laughs> I didn't write the descriptions. <laughs> yeah, but. The plot when they when they become princes, when they become queens, doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> well, she's now queen.
0: Okay. Great, here we go. One more time from the top. When a priceless relic is stolen, Queen Margaret and Princess Stacy, oh she's still a princess, enlist the help of Margaret's cousin Fiona, I guess she's on the good team now, teams up with a man from her past to retrieve it. <laughs> with Correct. romance Terrible. and resulting in very unexpected switch. Did I miss something? That's That did not make no, sense. No,
1: it's just that's how it's written, and I was like, that's a terrible Stacey writing.
0: enlists that. the help of Margaret's cousin Fiona, teams up with a man from her past to retrieve it with romance and resulting in a very unexpected... Okay, so it's not just me. That sentence does not have a syntactically correct structure.
1: I actually copy and pasted that into my notes and then had to go back to IMDB because I was like, wait, did it like not copy Oh, uh, IMDB,
0: everything? okay, that makes sense. I thought that was like the official Netflix description or something, in which case I'd be very disappointed in Netflix copywriting.
1: No, it don't is the IMDB. We all know IMDB is a little
0: uh, lackluster in the quality control.
1: It is, but it is the main one like underneath the title, so it's not even one of the anonymous ones written by
0: somebody. Well, uh, They're all written by somebody. I think it is vote for one to put up there or whatever. I don't That's know. probably true. All right, Sam. Ugh. All right. Well, I guess we have all the background information we need to figure (laughs) out how duchess come princess come queen Margaret and ordinary woman come princess Stacy and party girl come Fiona team upster person live so we can dive right in.
1: Yes. I think, I think we're caught up. I think I think you can follow this plot,
0: Sam. Oh, boy, Danielle. You're really putting a lot of faith in me.
1: <laughs> I have faith in you. It's, tr- it's true. And our listeners. I think we can do this, everybody.
0: What's this one called? So it's the Princess Switch 3. S- even more switching somehow? Roma- romancing the star, Sam. <laughs> romancing the star. Wait, that... Boo. I
1: know, it's terrible.
0: (laughs) Romancing the Star? It's almost
1: as bad as what switched again. (laughs) Are they trying to make an allusion to Romancing the Stone? I think so, but I I would argue that this is not the same plot as Romancing the Stone. No,
0: I mean, there is like a priceless artifact that's being, you know, pursued and stolen in Romancing the Stone. So that's like the one thing that is the commonality, I guess. Sure.
1: Sure. If we're going based on that soul thing, then yes, this is the exact same movie.
0: Look, apparently this movie is very <laughs> loosey-goosey with what constitutes an actual through line, so I'm going with it.
1: That's <laughs> crazy. Okay. We open with Stacy. Stacy is played by Vanessa Hudgens of High School Musical fame.
0: Yep. Everyone loves <laughs> High School go- Musical.
1: Everybody loves High School Musical. So she goes <laughs> on to say she's co-chairing an international Christmas festival with Queen Margaret this year. <laughs> Question. And, yes.
0: Do international Christmas festivals exist?
1: <laughs> I know. I have no idea, Sam. I also wondered that when I wrote it down.
0: <laughs> because if if you're doing that as the head of state, then you're running a theocracy, my friend.
1: <laughs> it's wild. So International Christmas Festival, this this every single one of these movies is based around some giant Christmas festival.
0: Okay, great. I mean, noah, Danielle, <laughs> I I I'm glad they do that because then you can do them for our winter bazaar. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So to commemorate the occasion, the Vatican has loaned them the Star of Peace. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Don't go on. I'm just just baffled.
1: (laughs) It's a priceless relic that once belonged to St. Nicholas himself.
0: No, no, it isn't.
1: (laughs) <laughs> like eh, veto
0: no i mean like hey uh if the vatican had such a relic they would not lend it out to some random princesses known for swapping shenanigans
1: in this tiny little european kingdom
0: yes b i don't know much about saint nicholas but i don't think he had a star of peace which was just a glass ornament it sounds like
1: yeah it's just a giant glass ornament Sparkly, okay, yeah. pretty yeah.
0: I don't think that Saint Nicholas would find like, Oh yes, a giant glass orbit. This is something that's useful to me in doing my mission of mercy and, and you know, proselytizing or whatever. Again, I know nothing about the saints, so I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I can't imagine... That very a- clear as you were talking. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I thinking But I cannot imagine a situation in which a glass star is somehow useful to a saint's mission.
1: Well, apparently it's uh, being stored at the Vatican and they're bringing it here with a uh, cardinal.
0: Cardinal someone? Is he going to be like the evil guy who steals in the end?
1: No, uh, he has a name. I did not write it down because okay. he is not super important. <laughs> okay,
0: it works for me.
1: <laughs> so there's a convoy of cars delivering the star. Uh, there's a big, I would say, event festival, whatever you want to call it, going on where the apparently the entire city is watching this happen. I guess they have nothing better to do with their Saturday.
0: <laughs> so Montenegro is both a city and a country.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. The I don't know the answer to that, Sam. <laughs> I think All it's right. a country because that's what she's queen of,
0: yeah, but but like it could be like the Vatican, which is like a city state city,
1: country, yeah, but I don't think that's it, okay, so they're delivering this giant star where it's gonna be kept under guard until it's placed atop the the tree on Christmas Eve at their festival, at, their this, at that point Christmas it will be festival. unguarded
0: and ripe for stealing. <laughs>
1: And they make a comment stating that they're making history. What history? I don't know, Sam. The, the history, history of putting the- giant <laughs>
0: glass stars on trees, <laughs> apparently.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they make it sound like it's a very big deal, and I was like, nobody's gonna know this outside of Montanaro.
0: <laughs> also, question. What makes a star special other than that it belonged to St. Nicholas?
1: Oh, nothing that I know of. They never mention it again, I think.
0: I say this because, you know, a holy relic or a reliquary with a a saint's remains in it or something usually has something more significant than just like, oh yeah, he like owned it once. Yeah,
1: it's very possible that they gave a background on it, but I have no recollection if they did. I feel like I would have written that down.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I guess they just wanted a pretty ornament for their tree and- whatnot. They couldn't do a replica or something because no one could tell the difference. And they're used to switching things out, so that'd be the way to do it.
1: (laughs) No, they have the real one. It's under lock and key and guarded with real guards. And it's delivered on like a podium with one of those glass boxes surrounding it.
0: Yes, because those are impenetrable.
1: Yes. And everybody in the audience claps. And- that cuts to the Montanaro Royal Palace with Margaret, also played by Vanessa Hudgens of High School Musical fame.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you for clarifying which Vanessa Hudgens it was.
1: <laughs> and uh, and our husband, know Kevin...
0: How- We all know how the parent trap situation works, Danielle. If you get the same person to play two roles, it's no longer super impressive like it was in the original parent trap back in like, whatever it was, 60s?
1: Sure, that sounds right.
0: Anyway, go on. No mirrors here, (laughs) just film trickery.
1: They do a great job. And she's with her husband, Kevin, played by Nick Sager, and clearly- High School Musical fame? No, (laughs) not that I know (laughs) of. I could be wrong. (laughs) I, I did not is. recognize him from anything else, but I'm sure he's in other things. They're clearly super busy as the night kind of like winds down, but they pause because they get a call from Kevin's daughter, Olivia, Liv, who's off at ballet school and whose flight is delayed getting in.
0: So Stacy is dating Prince Kevin.
1: No, this is Margaret.
0: Okay, Margaret. Queen dating... Margaret
1: is not dating; she is married to. Oh,
0: Margaret is married to Kevin, who was just an ordinary man until he got whisked up into this world of royalty.
1: Yeah, he was Stacy's best friend. Stacy owned a bakery in Chicago.
0: Okay, and so best friend, and then fell in love with her. What when she was actually Margaret?
1: Fell in love with Margaret. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. Got it. Okay. Under false pretenses. Got it. Keep going.
1: I guess he wasn't attracted to his best friend, who looks exactly like Princess Margaret.
0: Yeah. No. Margaret. I mean, how could you tell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's a, another cut scene and we're watching Stacey and Margaret listening to a choir that's auditioning for the festival and they are interrupted by the person in charge of the household who lets them know that the police need to speak with them. Oh.
0: Oh,
1: apparently the Star of Peace has been stolen, Sam, immediately Uh, within like five minutes of this movie starting.
0: (laughs) I mean, this one's really on the Vatican. I mean, they didn't send the Swiss Guard. And did you really expect the small fictional country of Montenero to be able to properly guard a price? Also- I have a question for the thieves. How are you going to fence that? Like, who's going to buy that okay, that We're going to get relic? into
1: that. And I actually think the guards are from the Vatican.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe it is, again, definitely on the Vatican then for sending their subpar guards.
1: Apparently. So it is apparently been stolen out of a massive bank-style vault that's, I so I suppose, in the castle. Does
0: every castle have a giant bank vault in it, Danielle?
1: Yeah, I guess so. And the, the window of the glass case where the star was being kept is just, like, smashed. <laughs> and it was pulled out of the front.
0: Clearly a very sophisticated operation and not something that any clumsy idiot could do because this castle has the worst security.
1: And so the police inspector tells them that the guards were drugged. They found traces of chloromethazine in the ventilation system that services the security office, quote unquote.
0: Okay, sure.
1: (laughs) And the thieves wiped the hard drive clean of the camera footage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. No backups because clearly a very, very well-run operation.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. And the the quote is, "Whoever did this came prepared."
0: <laughs> Which I- okay. Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like there was much preparation needed.
1: <laughs> no, uh, they just had to like drug the, the guards and then break. It. Apparently, there's not even a security system like tapped into the podium so that it like goes off when they break it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no alarm on there, like a pressure switch or anything. <laughs> Crazy. Also, was there a, even a password on that computer when they wiped it? Like, oh, okay. It was wiped the security cameras. You don't
1: see any of that. I don't even think you see the security office. You I'm going to predict there it.
0: wasn't even a password on that computer. So it was that like. Pathetic.
1: So they've notified Interpol, but they have no forensic evidence, apparently.
0: Because they're incompetent. And they could, if they, they can't get. figure out their princess's <laughs> switch, I doubt they can find a master thief, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody – I could be wrong. I don't think anybody knows about the princess switch except for, like, the head of the household – Like the two heads of the household that were kind of in on it in the first. Imagine that
0: scandal if that broke that the head of state was some random woman for however long because they just decided on a whim to swap. I'd be like, we need to have a change in regime at this point.
1: (laughs) And I could be wrong. Maybe more people do know about that. I cannot remember how that first movie ended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Doesn't matter.
1: Margaret asks them to promise to get it back in time for the ceremony. She's, like, asking the, the police inspector. And <laughs> the Spectre- inspector oh, yeah. is like, uh, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I can't make that promise. Are you kidding?
1: That's, <laughs> like, an insane thing to promise. And the inspector wants to keep all this on the, the down low as they investigate. And they ask the inspector if they should notify the cardinal from the Vatican who came with the star. Yes. And the inspector is basically like... Well, it's possible there's a breach um, from the actual Vatican security, so Interpol's asked us that we hold off for now.
0: I'm more suspicious of that guy than I would be of the Vatican.
1: Of the inspector?
0: Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, in terms of whether there's more likely to be a security breach for a holy relic, probably not the Vatican's all I'm saying. like They have their problems, but I don't think that's one of them.
1: Well, nobody questions the police inspector, so. (laughs) Okay she seems above reproach i guess so stacy's husband his name's edward by the way
0: okay now now what what is he the prince of
1: uh Sam, I don't remember. <laughs> okay.
0: I, I just want to know if it's so another Arabia, like, small – maybe? I don't remember what the other place is called. <laughs> it's some other small made-up country. Got it. Yeah. Just, just, just double-checking because I love how they have to come to these made-up tiny countries because monarchies are, are either becoming things of the past or are very problematic these days. <laughs>
1: They are, but they're all little tiny European countries that don't exist. And Stacy's husband Edward, played by Sam Palladio, is—he's freaking out, and he's oh, like, "Also this from is High a- School Musical." Yes, all of them are from High School Musical. There's actually a big <laughs> dance number later in this movie.
0: You can't tell that would make this movie better.
1: <laughs> there may or may not be a dance number towards the end of this movie. <laughs>
0: excellent, excellent. <laughs>
1: so he's freaking out he's like it's a scandal of international proportions this similar thing happened in the past and the king was almost deposed. and blah 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 i don't but know it again. happened he's... in
0: the past they thought it happened again
1: well well not with the same thing but with something like some kind of crown jewels or something right, or yeah. almost but like, if you're already
0: shown you're incompetent holding on to your own stuff why would the vatican lend you their priceless stuff
1: i don't know this was like hundreds of years ago sam so yeah.
0: Okay, fine. So then, why is the di- never mind? <laughs> oh my so the, gosh. It, it wouldn't mean that they'd be de- Oh, a hundred years ago, something bad happened. They almost opposed the king, and now a hundred years later, something similar happened. It means the same thing's going to happen. Like you can't have it both ways.
1: Well, they—he's just—he is b- both the one that panics and also the voice of reason in this movie.
0: <laughs> That's not a good sign.
1: I know, it's weird when that crosses over. Usually you don't have that be the same person, but I often agree with Edward in this situation.
0: What does Edward suggest we do, Danielle?
1: Um, Edward doesn't have any suggestions yet. Right now it's Stacy. Okay. And her suggestion is that they figure out, since they're kind of just sitting around doing nothing while the police have no leads, they're like, we should do something that the police can't do. And her suggestion is to go to the dark side. She doesn't say that. That is my wording. (laughs) Yeah. and find it, they need to find a connection to the black market someone who's just a little bit crooked so why can't the police do that i don't know the answer to that because they're good and n- noble. I
0: don't know. Police <laughs> use informants and black market contacts all the time.
1: <laughs> well, apparently they're doing nothing in this movie.
0: I I am flabbergasted both by the arrogance of Stacy thinking that she knows how to investigate international crime better than the professionals <laughs> and also that she is correct.
1: <laughs> She's absolutely correct because Margaret and Stacy look at each other and are like, Ah, someone not afraid to break the rules, who doesn't mind doing sketchy stuff. We definitely know someone like that.
0: And someone we can they- totally rely on, not to try to <laughs> I don't know, kidnap me.
1: <laughs> Just yeah, let's let's go get Fiona.
0: So another Vanessa Hudgens enters the scene.
1: <laughs> Almost. Edward is, again, the voice of reason. He's like, so let me get this straight. You want to get the help of the woman who, with the help of her own cohorts, masqueraded as you in an attempt to take over
0: the country. And how is she not? like She was sentenced to community service. That's not a sentence that's going to work.
1: <laughs> well, at the end of the last movie, she was supposed to go to jail. Stacy really wanted her to go to jail. But Margaret talked the authorities into giving her like 12 zillion hours of community service in lieu of jail time.
0: Okay, Hey, which authorities? Because isn't she the queen?
1: She is. That's why it worked. <laughs> because she, <laughs> as the queen, was like, you know, I'd really love it if my cousin didn't end up in jail.
0: That's just nepotism.
1: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> you don't
0: see it commuting the sentences of all the other criminals who are like, well, I'm sure they're good people at heart.
1: I actually think this gets progressively worse, too, because she's just, like, pulling people out of jail left and right.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. Because also, like... I bet this is the kind of place where someone steals the bread to feed their family, beheaded. But, like, your cousin <laughs> tries to usurp your throne. Oh, that's just my cousin.
1: That's uh, quite possibly the case, because all we do is see her relate things to her cousin. So I can't, I have no proof to the contrary that the rest of the people don't just go to jail for stealing bread.
0: This is why monarchies are on the way out. <laughs>
1: So Margaret is all, well, she's just serving community service. I was thinking of inviting her for Christmas dinner prior to this anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and everybody kind of like looks at her. She's like, I always felt sorry for her. She grew up in all those boarding schools with no one looking after her. And I think this past year in the convent, which is apparently where she's serving all of her community service. Oh. The community this, service convent.
0: <laughs> There's some really weird religious overtones in this movie already. <laughs>
1: So she says she thinks the past year in the convent has done her some good.
0: (laughs) I, I mean, I'm finding it hard to feel bad for Fiona the wealthy cousin of royalty.
1: Yes, who tried to kidnap and take over a monarchy. Mom. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like, I don't blame her for trying to do that because, you know, that's royal family squabbling 101, right? So that that's just, you know, part for the course. But I do not buy Margaret's all like, oh, poor Stacey, her life's been so hard. She went to boarding schools. She's had, you know, everything looked after because she's rich, but she just didn't have a friend. I'm like, mm, I don't buy that.
1: This movie's very heavy handed in that department too.
0: Not surprising. So
1: everybody agrees like what have we got to lose and like the boys oh, are finally on your board <laughs> so meanwhile at the convent fiona is in her cleaning jumper i don't know she has a little onesie on <laughs> and she's got her high heels and fancy nails and she's mopping the floor
0: because that's what you do in high heels well
1: yeah i mean she's a fashion icon sam
0: <laughs> <laughs> even while mopping
1: she is. And she is interrupted by a nun telling her that Mother Superior wants to see her.
0: Okay. I, I, I'm just going to put this out here, Danielle. Does Margaret put in place any safeguards when she brings Fiona back into the picture? Like, hey, I'm bringing my duplicitous cousin back in. Let's maybe have a code phrase so you know it's me or something. No. Of course not.
1: Wild, right? <laughs> like, you think that they would as a fabulous idea when everybody looks exactly like the other
0: person. Right. It's like, you know, it's your basic, you know, how can you tell if I'm the clone or the real one? You know, you gotta have a code phrase or like a scar or something you can point to that prove that you're you.
1: I 100% agree with this. I actually have some questions about this a little bit later in the movie of um, just how everybody's interactions work when they all look exactly like each other.
0: Or like, I don't know, a finger. Fingerprint or DNA sample, like, or or eye scan, like, use face ID on your Apple device or something. I don't know. There's just, like, a million ways you could at least prove that it's you and not your duplicitous cousin.
1: I know. I think I read once that there are supposedly like six people who look pretty much identical to you. And I'm thinking, how are three of them all within like a hundred mile radius of each other?
0: All right. And yeah, good. Yeah. Also, and maybe Face ID wouldn't work, but still something. I feel like you would do something. Just a code phrase. It's so, I mean, these people deserve to have their kingdom. I mean, I'm not surprised the star of peace got stolen from them. They have no concept of security <laughs> yeah, or protocol.
1: They don't. It's terrible.
0: I didn't watch this movie, Daniel. I'd just be angry the whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Especially in the second one where there's like much more of an issue because everybody's pretending to be each other and like trying to take over kingdoms.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great.
1: So Margaret, Queen Margaret is in Mother Superior's office and it's clear that the, the mother, Mother Superior, mother is super over Fiona. Like she's like, oh, for the love of God, please
0: take her. <laughs> No kidding, because I doubt she's very effective as she's mopping in heels.
1: She's super not. And she's very sassy. And so the difference between these three women, Sam, just so you have it in your head. So we have the American-accented Chicago baker. Got it. Not with a Chicago accent. And we have the just normal kind of British upper crust of Queen Margaret.
0: Of course. I'm sure the accents are on point, by the way. Yes.
1: And then we have the -the over-the-top insane British accent of the FBO who's just
0: like like doing a parody of an upper crust or doing like cockney or something
1: no she's doing like a parody of an upper crust with like super elongated syllables and just like she's super sassy yeah like exactly like (laughs) okay
0: perfect great love it so that's our difference (laughs) i want to know how well do they swap accents in the princess switch one whatever it was called
1: how often do they switch accents you, how, like how well they, do they switch, switch accents? Like, I mean, I'm not gonna d- discerning whether or not somebody has an on point British accent, but she does the two accents.
0: <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Vanessa Hudgens can't do that. I'm just impressed that Margaret and Stacy could easily adopt each other's accents and manner of speaking without arousing any suspicions.
1: They kind of practice it a little bit, but they do seem to manage to uh, do it pretty quickly. And in this one, they. You'll see what happens, but they managed to switch accents pretty well on this one, too. <laughs> All
0: right, more switching. Can't wait. It's great.
1: And so Margaret basically invites her to Christmas dinner. And there is a hearing of the disciplinary committee for reasons unknown. She has like a thousand hours left on her community service. But there's a hearing of the disciplinary committee on the 26th of December, and she must be back by then. So she's not supposed to leave the convent. But Mother Superior is like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Go enjoy your Christmas dinner. Is Margaret the Queen or not? She is, which is another reason why it's, like, she's allowed to go. <laughs> but Margaret's but like, not the kind of person who, like, mandates things she asked nicely.
0: Yeah, but, like, unless this is a constitutional monarchy, which it might be, I don't know. But it seems like if she could easily pull strings to get her cousin out of a treason charge, then maybe she could push the disciplinary committee meeting back to not Boxing Day.
1: Right. Well, apparently it's on the 26th, Sam, and you'll see how crazy this gets later.
0: (laughs) Or, you know, just say, uh, sorry, I'm the queen, uh, not going to happen, whatever, she missed it, don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree that she could abuse her power way more than she does in this movie.
0: Other than to be like, if she's going to abuse it, at least, you know, be honest about it and use to solve your problems instead of creating more problems for yourself.
1: Uh, Agreed. So, anyway, Mother okay. Superior's all about her leaving. <laughs>
0: okay, I mean, I don't even care, about Mother Superior. Fine. I know that's just contrived. let go.
1: So, meanwhile, back at the castle, Edward is worried because they've made no headway on the case and they could really use some good news. And then Fiona appears in the dwarf way dressed to the nines and she says, No worries, Royal Six Pack. Good news has arrived. Ta da!
0: I mean, I do appreciate her confidence. <laughs> but But also, hasn't it just been like a day? Yes. Edward, top your expectations. Even
1: <laughs> so now she is tailed by her two minions. These are Reggie and Mindy. And apparently, oh, so her Mar- horse
0: and Jasper got it.
1: Right. It totally is. Like, that's exactly what I thought of. I actually <laughs> made a comment in my notes. And it, Margaret has apparently pulled a few strings to get them out of jail because these are the two people who literally kidnapped her, <laughs> kidnapped <What>? Stacy. <laughs>
0: Margaret should not be leading the country.
1: It's insane.
0: uh, I know I've called for this a lot recently, but there needs to be a French-style revolution again. (laughs) I mean, Cinderella needed it. This place needs it.
1: (laughs) It's wild. And the reason why she pulled her out of of jail besides, you know, comedy plot twists is because Fiona wouldn't help them when she heard about what was actually needed without them
0: present. I would say, okay, go back to the convent or prison. I know, right?
1: You have all the cards, Margaret. (laughs)
0: Oh, Margaret, uh, I, I kind of am rooting against her because I want her to fail on the merits. Like, I want her to suffer the consequences of her bad decisions.
1: At Stacy, when like they all walk in, she's like, understandably, she's kind of annoyed. <laughs> like, these people kidnapped me and you want them out of jail.
0: Look, I'm sure Stacy has plenty of bad decisions she also makes. But right now, she seems to be the most rational one.
1: I agree. Her and Edward. Maybe that's why they're married to each other.
0: They all, okay, let me ask you, Daniel. I have to know. Was there a big group wedding for Edward and Stacy and Margaret and Kevin?
1: Um. Okay, here's the deal, Sam. So <laughs> I, I was watching the second movie, which I was pretty sure I had seen before, but I couldn't quite remember because I was just seeing if I wanted to do it for the podcast. So I'm like watching it. I got about 80% of the way through and then I was like, ah, maybe I'll watch the third one. That seems crazier. And I never finished the last 20%. So I do know they all get married, but I cannot tell you if they had like a group marriage ceremony. <laughs>
0: Because that'd be just like what these movies like to do.
1: <laughs> they probably did. I cannot remember or tell you.
0: All right. Well, that's a mystery that our listeners will have to inform us about.
1: <laughs> Terrible. Danielle did not do the proper research for this. You did
0: enough research, Danielle. <laughs> that's how I, I
1: felt when I didn't finish it. I was like, I know what happens. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So the next morning at Brecky, as Fiona calls it, oh, she, I hate her. <laughs> she grandly enters and lets them all know that she's been in touch with an associate who should be able to help them find the missing treasure.
0: Okay, that was easy.
1: Yeah. She's off to meet the dude who apparently lives in a castle because, you know, everybody in Europe lives in a castle. Uh, I mean, as an
0: American, I can attest that that is definitely how we view Europe.
1: That is 100%. What it, and this movie does not dissuade me of that notion. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> So, did like just let Fiona go off by herself to talk yeah. to a criminal contact?
1: Okay. okay, so she was gonna go off by herself, and then somebody was like, "I would really prefer that you have the driver with you because we don't want oh, you to just driver, like leave the great. country."
0: <laughs> Not, like, I don't know, an armed escort.
1: Well, the driver, I forget his actual role in the original movie, but he's somehow, like, important <laughs> to the head of – like, he's, like, part of the household.
0: Yeah, but important. unless he's, like, a secret ninja bodyguard or something, I doubt he's going be I think he a,
1: is some kind of combination uh, of things.
0: <laughs> well, then I'm the idiot, I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure he's a secret ninja guy, but he's definitely uh, – Super trustworthy and will beat her up if she doesn't come back out of the house.
0: How can we beat her up if she's already like absconded with the <laughs> criminal contact? She's got
1: like a 20 minute window where she's allowed to go into the house and if she doesn't come out, he's supposed to go in and grab her.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because that's going to be easy to do if the doors well. are locked and they've already left through a secret tunnel or something.
1: <laughs> well, none of that happens.
0: It should. If I asked Fiona, I'd be like, I'm
1: out. <laughs> she doesn't do that. She feels a little bit guilty.
0: Oh, uh, sure. Okay, whatever.
1: Okay, so she gets to this castle. She walks to the door, which mysteriously opens for reasons. I don't know. I i, I a castle
0: i'd make have an automatic door danielle that's like 101 castling
1: well it's the open it opens and shuts miraculously on its own but the inside is kind of remodeled and it has like a science lab in it for reasons <laughs> they never this, use it
0: oh i was gonna say is this my castle but i'd be using that sucker
1: <laughs> well, i'm sure he does use it the guy who lives here but he it does not in this movie i don't know why and it's there then <laughs> the guy this is peter maxwell and also he's,
0: from High School Musical. Uh,
1: yeah, yes. And he's played by <laughs> Remy He. Hi. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's H-I-I is his last name. Got it. And they apparently have a long of history, but they haven't seen each other since, I don't know, a few years ago where she left him while they were dating. <laughs>
0: So she goes to her ex as her first contact. That couldn't be awkward at all.
1: Well, he has—he's the right person for the job. Yeah.
0: Sure, and there's no one else who can do it. Got it.
1: No, because didn't you read the summary? Something about romance. I don't grammatically incorrect romance
0: with romance <laughs> and resulting in a very unexpected switch. Exactly. <laughs> Clear as mud, Clear. Danielle. Let's go. <laughs>
1: So almost immediately after they kind of get it, like, you get the gist that they were dating at one point, he mentions that her mom has been in touch, and she should call her. Uh, and, and, the, <laughs> and Fiona's going to like, I don't want to talk to my mom, thanks, though.
0: <laughs> also, why is the mom contacting the ex-boyfriend?
1: I guess they've known each other since they were kids. The two, not Fiona, not the mom and, and Peter, but Peter and Fiona. And so she kind of grew up around the mom. Okay. Uh, kind of
0: okay. I'm going with the Danielle. I, I got to stop. There's <laughs> just too much that's wrong in this.
1: <laughs> so he wants to know why she'd bother to even help find the Star of Peace. Which, Good question. You know, absolutely valid question. And she tells him that she treated her cousin a bit unfairly and kind of wanted to make it up to her.
0: No. I guess she's had to turn around. What about her character would make this revelation at all part of her?
1: I don't know. She's just even in the second movie when they introduce her in the very latter half. It's she like she's clearly doing that, but it's almost like out of jealousy or something. She doesn't have she's not really nefarious. Like she's she's kind of lovable even okay. though she's like trying to take over the entire throne. you sure. almost rooting for
0: her. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: He tells her that he's dug up some stuff and he, what he has found is the Interpol file. And he's showing it to her on his fancy massive touchscreen table thing that he has.
0: Sure, 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 sure. Gotta have you your do. minority report style.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly that. And apparently, the chloromethazine supplier, according to Interpol, is limited to an Asian distributor, except. For this one back office pharmacy in Geneva who runs an after-hours operation out of his warehouse.
0: Those are only two suppliers of chloromethazine.
1: Asia and this one pharmacist in Geneva.
0: (laughs) So all of Asia and then this one pharmacist. So it must be the one pharmacist (laughs) instead of anyone in the entirety of the massive continent of Asia.
1: Apparently. And Interpol knows all this information, but apparently has done nothing with it.
0: (laughs) Man. (laughs) It's really sad in movies and books when they have to make the professional characters utter morons to make the heroes seem smart by comparison.
1: Yes. And so Peter apparently is a genius because he searched the last three days of footage because there's cameras in that warehouse area, which is a terrible place to have your – because he – Sam, he's just a genius, okay? He used to work for Interpol. You get into it a little bit later, but he used to work for Interpol, but there was a whole scandal, and then he quit and started his own security firm. He just, he's the smartest character in the entire movie.
0: Sorry, Danielle, my mistake.
1: (laughs) Obviously, Sam. (laughs) So apparently this warehouse has cameras near it, which I think is insane, because why would you... Right as your, an evil, yeah, yeah, like your underground pharmacy. <laughs> Let me record
0: <laughs> my crimes because I'm Richard Nixon,
1: <laughs> crazy. So, he found uh, like a basically the trade off of an associate of a man named Hunter Cunard, who is a billionaire hotel tycoon.
0: So, Hunter Cunard, not Hunter Cunard, which is just duck in French,
1: <laughs> it's Cunard. <Sam>. Got
0: it. <laughs> Because Hunter Duck would be a dumb name.
1: (laughs) But it sounds fancy in French. (laughs)
0: Well, it's still, it's not quite Hunter Cunard, but Cunard, okay.
1: Cunard, a billionaire hotel tycoon that Fiona happens to know and may or may not have dated in the past.
0: Well, Fiona, I mean, I appreciate her for really having fun in her life.
1: <laughs> I know. She's living living it. So back at the castle, Peter is filling everybody in. He's apparently been taken to the castle. And Hunter's passion is collecting things that aren't for sale, quote unquote. Um, Stealing. Stealing things, Sam. I
0: got it, Danielle. <laughs> But again, this doesn't sound like... It tells you he's trafficking people, so I'm getting it, Danielle.
1: <laughs> no, he's, he's things. He likes things, like art and crazy stuff. Well,
0: zap. to a person like him, people are things, Danielle.
1: Oh, he definitely would kill people. That's yeah. suggested later. This movie okay. is very PG, though, so you don't really see him being nefarious.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. He's just sort of mustache twirly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So there's no way they can apparently just go to the police since Hunter has bought everybody off as one would do if you're a billionaire hotel tycoon. So the only thing they can do is steal it back. And Netflix told me in the captions that mischievous music plays.
0: Well, of course, it does. Uh, so this is becoming a heist movie, a la Oceans whatever, Absolutely. 13, I just Which is wa-
1: another 15, reason why I went with this movie, because you know I love a good heist movie.
0: Right, that's fine. I just wish the heist would be perpetrated by people who were actually good at heisting or smart, because they can't even protect their own treasure. That just shows you don't know how how to protect against a heist. You can't plan a heist.
1: Technically, the Vatican couldn't protect its own treasure. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Who's have the castle security system, Danielle? Who made the the computer not password protected so you can wipe the cameras <laughs> that's easily? A
1: fair point. I don't, I don't know how involved the Vatican was with all that, Sam. <laughs> all
0: right, that's all I'm saying is I think their heist is going to be dumb, and I can't wait.
1: Well, I think Hunter Cunard is like it doesn't matter how good the security system was; he was definitely going to get in.
0: <laughs> sure, but at least you know, make it a challenge. It's like, you know, oh, if someone wants to break into my apartment, they can do it. But I'm not going to leave the door unlocked to make it easy for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, apparently they did. Okay. <laughs> so there is a big Christmas party at his estate, at Hunter's estate, that Saturday night. And security's tight, but there is a huge influx of service people coming and going, as you might imagine. Oh,
0: they're going to dress as a servant, classic. Mm,
1: they don't, actually. What? Then why even with that? Why even mention it? I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I, the movie is at once it's so <laughs> predictable, but also it never does a thing that it's like setting up. That's true.
1: Um, and they do use at one point a like flower van, like F-L-O-W-E-R. So that's like parked outside so that nobody's going gonna- to- yeah, like, then nobody's gonna notice, like, the forest man. That's the only nod to the fact that there's nervous there people coming in and out of the, the state. Okay. So Fiona's gonna keep him busy, quote-unquote, and they'll steal it while she's doing that.
0: If this was a better movie, they'd just be sleeping with each other.
1: Yeah, I also don't think that Fiona needs to keep him busy. He's the host of a party. Right,
0: like, he's going to be busy.
1: He's busy. <laughs> Being, like, yeah, have somebody down there watching him to make sure he doesn't go upstairs. But like, you don't actually need somebody to keep them busy.
0: This is like Christmas Bounty when they took out the bodyguards in uh, a whole scene that's completely necessary because they already had access to the person they were interested in. Exactly the same thing. Why are the people in our holiday movies, Danielle, this year completely incompetent at tactics or strategy or planning?
1: So, don't, don't know the answer. I mean, every movie we do, usually the people are incompetent. <laughs> at
0: that. I, no, I mean, sometimes they're competent. They just decide to do things for no reason. <laughs> but no, this it's especially egregious it seems this year.
1: I don't know the answer. Maybe holiday movies are just worse.
0: <laughs> uh, holiday I can not on that. best heists. <laughs> all right, all right okay, let's go.
1: So they need an invitation to this party, right? So Fiona's sure. going to coincidentally run into him and get an invite because they have a history. Sure. And... This is where Edward, Prince Edward, interrupts the discussion to ask if Peter is the same Peter who worked for Interpol, but was charged with a large-scale diamond theft in the past.
0: So why is he not in prison?
1: Well, Peter's all like, well, shucks, you know, the charges were dismissed, but the incident tarnished my reputation. So I resigned and started my own private security firm, which is uh, much more lucrative.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure being a disgraced member of Interpol is really good for the legitimate security business.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, technically it's a disgrace, but it was since the charges were dropped. I guess you have that argument. Okay. (laughs) And I'm sure he's really good at what he does. Like, the best people are the ones that, like, probably did steal stuff, Sam. (laughs)
0: You know what, fair enough, Danielle. If I was hiring a bodyguard, it would be someone like him.
1: There you go. But this is they're not he's not charging them any fees because he's super into Fiona, let's admit it.
0: Okay, so he's doing this for the unspoken payout.
1: Yeah, uh, yes, hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> So there's a boutique hotel that's unveiling its Christmas decorations that night, and she's gonna go meet him there. And they have this insane scene, which I wish I could show you. Uh, that is, they show the, the castle. It's a castle, Sam. John, comfort, <laughs> it's a what? castle boutique hotel.
0: Danielle, you did not have to say it was a castle. It was already a castle in my head. Okay.
1: All right. so it's a castle, and it has all these like Christmas trees that are lining, you know, the the. Balcony area and these huge torches. What is what I assume they're torches? The screen is like far away, so you can't see it. Close are up are there. they like
0: sconces or freestanding, like braziers?
1: I think they're freestanding, but I can't tell, Sam, because it's too far away. But the flames on them are ginormous. And for just a second, I thought the castle was on fire.
0: That'd and be awesome.
1: I know. And then the trees are like right next to it. I'm like, who designed the idea of having Christmas trees next to potentially freestanding <laughs> fire? Torch breathing, like it was insane. I was like, This castle, this hotel's gonna go up in flames.
0: Well, it's the same people who decided to put massively hot incandescent light bulbs and wrap them around a dry piece of kindling in your living room.
1: I know it works so well every year.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are never any Christmas tree fires in America
1: <laughs> or other places. We're not the only place that wraps uh, lights around yeah, trees.
0: I think our safety standards are pretty lax. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's accurate. At least we don't put, usually, don't put uh, real candles on trees. That's true. Except for that one book I did. Wait, what? Flat out love, where they put the actual oh, right, lights right, right. on, like the actual flames. I thought on that, like the tree. you actually
0: did it or something. I'm like, what? Oh, you no. just put the candles on a tree? That's insane.
1: That's a terrible idea, especially with my history of Christmas trees falling on top of me. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible
0: idea. <laughs> we don't have time for this, Danielle. But I really want to hear that story about Christmas trees falling on top of you and how you have a history of this. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's multiple times. It's not even once. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I would tell you, we're going to save that for a special episode. So if you want to hear Danielle's story about her Christmas tree shenanigans, maybe check out one of our uh, actresses on our Patreon account. I was going
1: to say, yeah, Patreon bonus. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll put me so on a, a Patreon teaser. wall. <laughs> you want to hear that? You have to give us money.
0: And then you can just stop giving us money after you once. We don't care. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Anyway, the Castle Hotel is not on fire.
0: (laughs) Unfortunate.
1: And so what Fiona's plan seems to be is that when she sees Hunter coming into the party, she starts to get overly cozy with the Santa that's like on site for for pictures.
0: Is she trying to make him jealous?
1: I I think she's just trying to get his attention because she's being loud and dramatic as Fiona always is. She's like... You know, kind of, she's not making out with a Santa, but it's close. So,
0: (laughs) well, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess this year Santa's getting the present.
1: (laughs) Exactly. He notices pretty immediately and is like, Oh, what are you doing here? And they go to the bar to chat. And he's clearly just kind of the wrong side of Sleazy. Like, he's, he's obviously a bad guy. Got it. (laughs) And he doesn't believe that, to his credit, does not believe that's coincidental that she's there. Oh, yeah. And she assumedly wings the idea that she wants to sell her own estate to him, that she- She has an estate? She is, because she's a cousin of a queen.
0: So so why (laughs) was she trying to- mm so she, she has, has <laughs> her
1: own estate, but her, okay, this is the story. I don't know how true it is. And maybe they explained it more in the second movie that I was only half paying attention to, Sam. But. All
0: right. I'm just saying, like, her, <laughs> like, oh, poor, you know, discarded cousin who doesn't get any of the, you know, trappings of royalty and is jealous. But like, oh, she has her own estate, though.
1: But then it's not that they were not sad for her because she did have the trappings of royalty. They're sad for her because she grew up alone with, like, no parental figures and was left kind of to her own devices child oh
0: you mean like millions of other people
1: right but sam this is one character in this one movie we can't feel sorry for every million <laughs> person out there
0: all right i'm just saying like <laughs> nepotism
1: <laughs> well yeah but this is like the family you're following so you're supposed to assumedly feel some kind of empathy for this poor kid it just makes me hate this whole family and they're like
0: poor us for being loyalty stick <laughs>
1: So she tells him because she inherited her father's estate and now there's supposedly like very little money left on it. At least that's the rumor. Again, I don't remember if that's true or not. But she's trying to sell it to him because she thought that it would make a good boutique hotel, and he's he's interested in that.
0: So he's like a boutique hotel chain person. He's
1: a hotel tycoon. Said hotelier. That like a hotelier. Hotel. Yeah. Hotelier. 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 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the french don't pronounce like two-thirds of their letters
0: <laughs> uh to be fair english is no better but it is um, not
1: i'm not arguing that at all
0: uh, this is just carmore us making fun of the accents earlier <laughs> so i mean fair play universe
1: um they don't use that word very often i think they say it maybe once so he ends up inviting her to his party obviously
0: sure i mean what do you gonna do with the person you suspect invite them to a party. <laughs>
1: Well, he doesn't suspect her of being nefarious. He he knows that she's there for some other reason, and she's like, "Yes, I'm here to sell my estate to you, obviously."
0: Ah, and the only way we can do that is at a party instead of you know at you know, with lawyers or an estate agent.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's trying to get Ben into her pants. Let's be honest. Oh, that, okay,
0: well, all right, Danielle. All you did oh, it was that. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: <laughs> I think the idea is like, hey, why don't you come over and discuss stuff at my party?
0: <laughs> yes. Nothing was a better aphrodisiac than contract law and estate sales.
1: <laughs> at a party with alcohol. So in the car ride back, Peter is obviously a bit jealous of this whole interaction that they have. And his they have <sighs> this, you know, one of those arguments back and forth, back and forth. Like, I'm not jealous I, as you
0: are. I don't care. I do not yeah. care about- Well, uh, I'm telling
1: you- <laughs> this because it's interrupted <laughs> I know.
0: i'm just saying I, I i i do not care about peter's imagined jealousy over a girl he is not actually dating who is not that good a person
1: <laughs> yes but they're made for each other so he they're interrupted in this argument by fiona's mom calling and he's like pick up the phone all she wants is for you to say hi which i i I don't mind Peter in the story. I kind of like Peter in the story, but he is very pushy about this mom thing. Like, it is up to Fiona whether or not she wants to talk to her absentee mother.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude, stay out of their relationship. This is not your business.
1: It's crazy. And so he's like, just pick it up. Just She just wants to say hello. And there's a flashback to little poor Fiona telling her mom that she wants to be with her for Christmas. And her mom is like, I'm way too busy. I can't do it this year. You'll have so much fun with Peter at your fancy boarding school, which you're staying at over the holidays by yourself. <laughs> With Peter. Yeah, but it's just like the two of them in this entire school, apparently.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Well, you would, yes, but (laughs) in the story, Fiona's just sad, Sam.
0: (laughs) All I'm saying is I was a kid and I had full run of a school, like the whole building. That'd be the best.
1: It would be, but that's not the way she runs with it. She just wants to be with her mommy. And Fiona gives her mommy a homemade Christmas card. And her mom's like, yeah, this is charming. Gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Look.
0: I'm not saying her child was perfect, but I'm also not saying that it is the most tragic child I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's just an absentee parent. And Fiona is not does not good. answer the phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. Good for her. Set your boundaries, Fiona. Maintain your boundaries.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. So back at the castle, Peter is showing them a digital three D model on his apparently portable three D model screen. <laughs> he brought with him to <laughs> to this house.
0: <laughs> if he has that, he could just sell that and be a billionaire.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. He's just like set it up in the living room of the castle, and he's showing them like the three D model of Hunter's estate, and How specifically, get that? <laughs> I don't know, Sam. They never mentioned. He just—it's just one of those things where the this the guy who knows all this stuff just randomly magically gets all this information perfect and they're showing he's showing them the room that like where everything's kept all this the art that he can't buy is kept
0: the trophy <laughs> and, room
1: yes the trophy room you're gonna love this sound. there are lasers
0: oh great <laughs> are they green or red
1: they're red oh that's a good question
0: <laughs> is it
1: well i I wanted to say red and then i actually really might be green
0: <laughs> my point is dumb <laughs> visible lasers are dumb.
1: I know they're very visible, and if they're caught, it's implied the hunter will kill them dead. <laughs> okay, sure. So, and there's another flashback with Peter and Fiona eating a Christmas dinner feast alone at a giant table. Which seems, awesome? <laughs> yeah, but it seems insane. Like, there's, supposedly these are the only two kids that are in the school, at least uh-huh. as of right this second. Why there and so they- much food? Yeah, they they cook them like this. They have a big plate of food, so like maybe the staff's eating and stuff too, but they're not there. And you, these poor two little kids, you know they're the only two kids left over for the the holiday season, and you like you leave them at a, a huge table alone. You don't put them at like a smaller table. You don't eat with them, <laughs>
0: like. I mean, I would love to have a, a, a personal Christmas feast or whatever, but question that just occurred to me, where's Peter's parents in all this? Is he as neglected as Fiona?
1: Um, one maybe assumes so, to be honest. If they told me, I don't
0: remember. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, we're trying to generate up all this sympathy for Fiona, but what about poor Peter here?
1: Yeah, I don't remember Peter's backstory, if they even told us.
0: <laughs> Fine, but I'm a Peter truther now.
1: Yeah, Tina's sad, Peter promises to always be your friend, we'll always be there for you, blah, 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 etc. cetera.
0: Uh, of course.
1: So inside the castle, they've set up an approximation of the motion sensor array at Hunter's Gallery. And wow. okay. And it has moving lasers between <laughs> the entry and the control panel.
0: Because <laughs> moving lasers, like, all right, all right, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this once, I'm not going to say it again. Sure, huh go ahead. I know movies, visible and moving lasers, that look super cool, but they're the dumbest things in the world. Every time I see them, I think, well, someone's a moron.
1: I actually... This was like 50% of the reason that I chose this movie instead of the second one, Sam, was because they had... Visible moving lasers. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Danielle. Appreciate that. It's
1: like, say I will appreciate this.
0: <laughs> I've made my declaration. Uh, I will never bring it up again. I, I, I still enjoy heist movies, even with the moving laser is, but <laughs> you can't deny they're stupid.
1: <laughs> okay. It even gets better because apparently they need two people to do the laser array because one laser is too high or low I don't know Sam it's very confusing to get through without boosting someone over
0: so you have to like get on someone's shoulders and throw
1: and you have to like okay. toss them over <laughs>
0: Uh, instead of having a moving <laughs> laser ring, why does it have a veritable wall of lasers so there was no boosting you could do to get over there.
1: I, I don't know, Sam, but that's not how they do it. Okay. And otherwise, you couldn't have this set to music and all sexy dancing trying to get through the lasers.
0: <laughs> Didn't they already do that? What was that movie with the Catholic Jada, Jones called? Uh, the entra- Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. Yep. So, you know,
1: they're trying. I can remember the title of that movie. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah, remember any of the
0: movies that I've told you about, Danielle. That hurts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen Trap meant several times for various reasons. All very valid. <laughs> <laughs> so even though one of the Reggie, the little sidekick, tries to get in, he immediately, of course, sets all the alarms off. And so Fiona is now the only person with this capability. And she does this like sexy dance to get through it.
0: Is she in high heels the whole time?
1: I bet she does have heels on. <laughs> I don't know if she has like high heels, like the pointy ones, but I bet she has little booties on that are
0: healed. Okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> and her and Peter have a moment when he when she finally like catches up to him. You know, they're standing really close together because the lasers are so close. Sam, and yes, they're moving.
0: the lasers bring us together.
1: <laughs> and then he has to like flip her up. So basically, he just she puts her foot into his hands, I think, and she like he like catapults her, and she does like a flippy flip over the
0: lasers. <laughs> I didn't know they were all such accomplished acrobats.
1: I would like to point out that she made. Manages to do multiple flips, but does not set off a single laser, which is wild. And does she
0: land on her feet?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Why is she in the Olympics? She could be Montanaro's gymnast.
1: I don't know. It's her second. Maybe she was Sam. We don't know her backstory.
0: We know that she was abandoned out of a boarding school and made a big deal about it. That's true.
1: But we don't know whether what she did like for work, if anything, after that. After she grad, we don't see anything in the teen years after she graduates from. Oh, because maybe school. she
0: was a teenage gymnast. You know, <laughs> Danielle. I, I don't really see that movie.
1: <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Maybe that's gonna be the Princess Switch Four
0: flipping out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway. <laughs> What's the one called
0: again? I already forgot the name of this one was.
1: Uh, Romancing the Star.
0: Oh, right. The plan Romancing the Stone. can't
1: believe we forgot that, Sam.
0: It's so unintuitive.
1: It, it kind of is. Except not. There is a star. There is romance.
0: All right, Danielle, stop trying to justify this. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't. It's a terrible typo. So the next day they're practicing some kind of repelling thing off the roof of the castle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel they need to practice all these things. And Margaret is talking to the cardinal. Inside of the castle, pretending like nothing's wrong. And the Cardinal, of course, is facing away from the window and she's facing the window. they come the down, window. yep. And so she keeps seeing them like repel past the window and then their big surprised eyes because they see her in there with the Cardinal.
0: Why are they repelling past the window to begin with?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Sam. What are the chances that it's the one window where the Cardinal is? And 100% so, if it's a movie. <laughs> it's true. It's 100%. Of course, what happens is Reggie gets stuck as he's falling and he's like, you know in the window, kind of writhing back and forth. And so Margaret distracts the Cardinal, shuts the blinds, and then she sees Reggie fall and screams all the way down.
0: Who's Reggie again? Was he the driver? Reggie's
1: like the – no, Reggie's the sidekick. Him and Mindy or whatever her name is are the sidekicks. The the Jasper
0: and Horace, yes. Yeah,
1: the Jasper and Horace.
0: Got it. Okay, sorry. I did not process their names at all.
1: No, they're not important. They're much more important in the second movie. They're obnoxious in the third movie. Okay, great. (laughs) So he falls – And Margaret is the cardinal's like, what was that? Margaret's like, oh, that's the yodeler practicing for the festival.
0: Oh, he's dead now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, she can't do anything about it. She's talking like, what did she do to rush out and check? So he's telling – the cardinal's telling her all about how the Star of Peace was once almost stolen by a band of thieves when it was loaned out previously. And the guy was excommunicated. And not only are the eyes of the people on them during the festival, but also the eyes of God (laughs) – And Margaret's like, oh, this is lovely. I hadn't thought of that. Thank you.
0: Is Margaret, like, is it a Catholic nation?
1: I'm assuming so, only because there's, like, I, I understand that this movie is set during International Christmas Festival, and that's a very, like, Christian-based holiday.
0: Sure, but, like, to be fair, modern Christmas is more secular than religious.
1: Right, and they definitely seem to have kind of a Catholic wedding vibe thing going on in the in the wedding that I didn't watch, but I've seen the little clips for.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, All right. Yeah, it's possible they're Catholic.
0: I mean, it's fine, because it's like the threat of excommunication only works if you're not like, you know, Henry VIII, who's like, no, I don't really care.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're re- – like, they don't really – I'm not sure there's much in the way of church services in any of these may maybe one or two, like, because it's the Christmas I'm holiday, not complaining but-
0: about the lack of religiosity in the movie. I'm just, like, trying to figure out, like, how worried she is about excommunication – a, and B, like, if she excommunicated, will she have to abdicate her throne?
1: Right. And I, the movie does not seem to get into any of that. It's kind of more just used as a joke. So okay. I can't tell. Great. I'm assuming that she's a little bit worried about the threat of excommunication because she seemed concerned by it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right.
1: So poor Reggie has sprained his leg and neck when
0: he fell off the roof. Uh, I mean, I consider him lucky at that point.
1: He is, and they're in trouble because they need three people on site to pull off the scheme. But the best oh, person good thing to they do it—they have it... three
0: lookalikes.
1: Well, not yet, Sam. <laughs> Don't okay. jump ahead in the plot. <laughs> Sorry. So the best person to do it, as we saw earlier with her sexy dance, is Fiona, but she has to be down at the party being all lustful with Hunter, because apparently Hunter can't just be busy by himself at his party.
0: (laughs) If only you could be in multiple places at once.
1: If only. And one of the involved house staff points out that Margaret obviously could pretend to be Fiona at the party while Fiona did the sexy laser dance with Hunter.
0: Can we just make sexy laser dance an official (laughs) dance like the electric slide? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be like – I feel like that could be a real dance. <laughs>
0: okay. We got to make a song for this, Danielle. It has to be like the sexy laser dance song.
1: Well, yes. I think it would be better with an actual song. They do use a song later
0: for it. No, no but you need to have one that's called the sexy laser, <laughs> laser dance. dance.
1: I know. It tells you. It has to give you instructions on how to do right. it. Like all good yeah, songs. Yeah, like the electric
0: slide of the Macarena. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, Cupid Shuffle. All those. <laughs> 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 so – Stacey and Margaret are on board and Edward is against it. I think they just really like to dress up
0: as each other. I don't understand why these women are so eager to pretend to be one another, and then also to dupe men to thinking they are different women.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's like they're gung-ho. I would just say that they're like, well, what are our other options? Like, we need to have a, a third Fiona here.
0: Okay. I mean, also, I think the threat of death from being caught by this nefarious person is probably a bigger threat than excommunication at this point.
1: Right. Probably. <laughs>
0: And yet, here we are. Yeah,
1: here we are. So Fiona thinks there's no way Margaret can be that lascivious. So Margaret stands up and does her best Fiona impression. And it's lovely. Of course, because it's the same actress doing all three.
0: (laughs) I would be upset if it was a – I mean, actually, I would love it if it was a terrible impression. Like if Vanessa Hudgens could not imitate herself.
1: It's she does like an over the even more over the top version of an over top person, but it definitely is on like it looks like her.
0: <laughs> I I don't really know Vissa Hudson from anything except High School Musical. I'll be honest. So you have to tell me. I I think she's probably a pretty good actress, right?
1: Yeah, she's pretty decent.
0: All right, good. Like you, buy her,
1: you buy her. You buy as a princess and and a queen and Fiona and the princess as Witch. <laughs> three
0: separate people, and not just the same person, right?
1: Yeah, and it's actually kind of fun when she switches between all the accents and stuff. Like when she's you know showing that she can do. Fiona and then goes back to her normal. She does a pretty good job of being like, Ah. is that okay? You know, like, (laughs) 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 like that was cute. So yeah, she does it. She bowls it off. Good. All right. And they're kind of all on board like, okay, yeah, I guess she can be Fiona. I guess this is our best bet. Let's do it. So there's a montage of Fiona showing all of her classic Fiona moves because apparently Fiona knows she walks in a certain way and talks in a certain way and like moves in a certain way. I don't think I personally could teach somebody to be me. I'm not that aware of how I walk yeah,
0: I, I don't think I could either. <laughs> It'd be hard. And I've listened to myself a lot.
1: Exactly. i still not podcast. sure I could do it.
0: <laughs> and I would be like, I don't know, you figure it out.
1: <laughs> I think we'd have, actually know what we should do, Sam, if that happens, if we're not trying to fool each other, is we should have the other person look at the other person, because I think that would probably be a better fit. we spent enough time around each other that you could tell me if my doppelganger was enough like me.
0: I I mean, boy, Danielle, you, you assume I pay much more attention <laughs> to you even. <laughs>
1: I just think you'd know, like whether or not they were really off, where I might not.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I can I can at least gauge their uncanny valleyness exactly. compared to you, Perfect. and then
1: I could like you know just slowly build them up. I would like send them to somebody who knows me pretty well, and then maybe work, and then my mom, and then
0: like. yeah, yeah, uh, that's a really good plan, also, Danielle, because we're not idiots; we'd have a code phrase to know which one is which,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And if I was trying to somehow uh, tra- entrap you in something, Sam, it obviously wouldn't take that much. So we're good. Oh, what? Well, you just said you wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you admitted sad, it. Sam.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I would be doing that. Maybe just to have somebody fill in for <laughs> me on podcasts. You want all
0: my, all my <laughs> millions of dollars I I have.
1: <laughs> that you're pilfering from the podcast fund
0: yes i'm, I'm embezzling <laughs> from our podcast fund because everyone knows podcast <laughs> is where all the money is
1: it's in our patreon we have patreon <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody
0: <laughs> yes please put more money in that so i can have an embezzlement scandal <laughs> that danielle can then entrap me in
1: <laughs> so that's what we're going for in the month of december and january is we're trying to build up our embezzlement fund for sam make
0: that dream come true <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can find that at patreon.com slash bookretorts.
0: (laughs) Uh, This is probably not our best advertisement, but sure.
1: (laughs) I'll laugh if it works, though. We love you, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Sam would love you even more if you could uh, give him some money to embezzle.
0: That'd be the best. I've always wanted to embezzle something.
1: (laughs) He has full access to that account, so I don't know what's going on in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should really check on that. (laughs) That really gives you a sense of how well it's doing.
1: (laughs) All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a montage. Fiona's showing her all her classic Fiona moves, and she's filling her in on all the Hunter history, so she knows her stuff, so they can chat. Sure. Which is good. I, a lot of movies don't show that, and I'm really glad that they. she kind of gives her the rundown.
0: The Princess Switcheroo 3, better than Ocean's 12 or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: That's not hard. So they do the <laughs> they do the grand reveal of the two Fionas, fully dressed in the same styling and hair and all of that, because Fiona has like bleach blonde hair, and the two other ones have their normal brown hair that that Vanessa Hutchins has. So the men look particularly confused and Peter in particular seems very unsettled. And this is kind of where I had that weird question of like, okay, if all three women look alike and have three love interests in this moment or when the love interests are switched and nobody can tell, are they attracted to the other people?
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure on a physical level, but also like there is some weird emotional stuff going on, I would wager. I
1: know, (laughs) like- how deep does this go? because <laughs> they all have very different personalities, to be
0: fair, If I was one of their partners, I would live in constant fear that it wasn't my real partner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you would just have that like general, you'd have to just assume that your partners are trying their best. Cause originally, the, because they mentioned it in this one, they had promised to like never do it again. And then they like, and that's in the second one actually. And then they like secretly switched for various reasons. And then trust they, lost. I know, right? And in reality, that you, your partner would be really angry about that.
0: This is where the code phrase – I couldn't even give them a code phrase because they just tell the other person the code phrase.
1: (laughs) It's terrible.
0: Matching tattoos. Only way to solve this.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would be a good idea that they all had to get different tattoos.
0: Yeah. That's a good idea, One, two, and three or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One, two, and three. Then you have to remember your number. (laughs) Can you imagine? You're just like suddenly like, wait a second.
0: (laughs) If you can't remember one number that's tattooed on your partner, then honestly, you're not a very good partner yourself.
1: (laughs) You know, sometimes you just forget things you always have known.
0: (laughs) Okay, Danielle, we might be never relying on you for tattoos remembering.
1: <laughs> just saying it could happen.
0: Okay, great. All right, so they're all swapping around. Their partners are rightly disturbed by all of this.
1: Absolutely. Basically, that's just the reveal. And then after that, this, there's a scene with Peter where he's trying to get Fiona to commit to hanging out, like to going on a date after the theft. Uh-huh. And she brushes him off. And he's like, he basically points out like, you're a huge commitment phobe. <laughs> and it's due to your mom. And that's one okay. of the reasons I keep pressuring you to, like, talk to your mom. Is you And now did, that
0: I've pointed out your deep psychological issues, they're no longer a problem. I know.
1: And he's like, in fact, it's just like your mom. Your mom had the same issue, and now you have it. And she gets rightfully, but also maybe it's true, but, like, rightfully really hurt by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it can be true and also presented in a terrible way. Yeah, it was kind of presented in a terrible way.
1: And they basically end up agreeing to keep their relationship strictly business. And she's obviously really hurt by that and upset that they can't be more at this point in time.
0: Well, is not he want to be more and she's the one who's not committing? Yeah,
1: but she's clearly like, she, she clearly likes him. She just doesn't want to commit to him.
0: Oh, poor Fiona. I know. Her
1: life was so hard. So hard. So the two Stooges, Reggie and Mindy, are in their flower delivery van and they're off to the party. And Edward is concerned for her safety, Margaret's safety. And the, he's <laughs> the only terrifying? true voice of reason. <laughs> really he's the only person in this whole movie who's like i don't know if this is the best idea we've ever had
0: (laughs) i would say it's probably the worst
1: (laughs) and stacy's like it's fine margaret can take care of herself you know like all princesses who have never associated with criminals can i know that he's a murderer but it's fine (laughs) she
0: knows kung fu or something
1: (laughs) there's been no point up to this in any of the movies that proves that she could take care of herself
0: (laughs) I mean, the best she's been able to demonstrate is that she can swap places with an American accent.
1: Exactly. So she's interrupted by a phone call from Mother Superior, and apparently the disciplinary committee has moved to push up Fiona's review to that night in a few what hours. What day is this? This is Sam, I don't know. It's before is it Christmas. No, it- it's, be- it's before Christmas. It's the Saturday before Christmas, but I'm not 100% sure when Christmas is.
0: Because. I don't know what scheduling is like for this committee, but it seems like unilaterally pushing up a visitation or committee meeting to the night of with no notice during a very busy holiday season would be feasible.
1: Oh, it's insane. So it's, like, Christmas weekend. We're assuming Christmas yeah. is in, like, a day, two, three. It's not very far away. This is a Saturday night. They tell yeah. them the day of, and they give them, like, I don't know how much time notice, but it's just a few hours because they, like, they're pushing time to try and get all this squared away. They're like, they're coming in, like, a few hours. You've got to come back, like, right now. And I'm like, no. this would never happen. No disciplinary committee is, like, we're changing the disciplinary committee from the 26th, which doesn't make any sense, as you mentioned, like, yeah, yeah. to now. <laughs>
0: And also, she's the freaking queen. Wield that scepter.
1: It's insane. And so they need Fiona back, like, stat, because she's not even supposed to be gone. Which, again, as you pointed out, it's the queen. The queen could just be like, sorry, she's at my house.
0: (laughs) Also, good thing there's a third one.
1: Yes. So Stacey's like, oh, no, what do we do? And Edward's like, well, there's nothing we can do. She can't be at two places at once, because Edward's kind of (laughs) dumb.
0: Boy, Edward. Uh... You may be the voice of reason, but...
1: <laughs> so funny. Stacey's like, oh, my moment has come.
0: <laughs> Let me bleach blonde my hair, dye my hair, and then we yeah, can... I must,
1: they seem to have an unlimited supply of wigs, is what I'm <laughs> getting oh, at Oh, this, this castle. I sound
0: amazing they have wigs just the right shades.
1: Well, Fiona is... Uh, I assume her hair is really bleached blonde. Probably not really, but you know, in real in fake life her hair is really bleached blonde. In the movie, yes. Yes, but the the other two I assume are wearing wigs cuz they go back to normal pretty quickly when they're not pretending to be Fiona. So she puts on a blonde wig and makeup and all of that and Stacey is now Fiona and Edward wants to go with her to keep her safe. I don't know, Sam.
0: <laughs> safe from the disciplinary committee. Got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs>
0: I gotta say, like, if this scandal was uncovered, it seems like it'd be worse than just the queen pulling her cousin out of a disciplinary meeting for a few days.
1: Yeah, you would think so. That The idea that Stacey, who's not even involved in this country, like she's the princess from another country, is pretending to be a cousin who kidnapped her and then bringing her husband, a prince of another country, to, like, vouch for her.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, them being so loosey-goosey with who is on the throne or who is here like that would give me less confidence in the monarchy than simply the standard nepotism of well of course she got the committee meeting postponed she's the cousin of the queen
1: well the committee meeting that's like on the fly on a saturday night like yeah just don't do it
0: (laughs) just don't do it what are they gonna do oh she's
1: sick sorry she can't come to her disciplinary committee meeting she's got the flu (laughs) (laughs) so meanwhile they're back at the party and Margaret's slow motion walking into the party, trying to be fabulous. It's a really great scene. There's really good music to it. <laughs> she's <like> uh-huh. <laughs> pulling off her cape and trying to, like, do the weird sassy walk that uh, Fiona has. And she's clearly pulling it off because nobody would assume that there's anybody other than Fiona. <laughs> like, why would you ever? She looks just like her.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, and also how, like well, do these people know Fiona? It's not like I'd be there scrutinizing her, trying to find out if it's really her or not.
1: Exactly. Like, they always do that in movies. They make it seem like the person has to work really hard to pretend to be the other person. But in reality, if the person looks and sounds just like them, why would you ever assume it's somebody different? You never would.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless they do something really out of character. But even then, you'd be like, maybe they're just having a bad day.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't ever go, I wonder if their identical cousin is trying to both. Right. Is trying that's, to cover them.
0: That's way down on the list of, like, maybe they didn't get much sleep last night. (laughs) Maybe they just, you know, had a bad fight with a family member. Maybe they're going through a depressive period. There are all kinds of reasons someone could be acting differently that aren't doppelganger.
1: Exactly. And she pretty much pulls it off. She's definitely faking it until she makes it. And she's doing some major overacting with her eyebrows. But she overall pretty much gets it. (laughs) Nice. So meanwhile, Peter, Mindy, and Fiona are rappelling very loudly up the castle walls. And... They make it to the main panel so that Mindy can like patch into the security feed and make it look like nothing's happening. So they replace the security feed with just like in the room right.
0: looking like, like it's like. Like like in to. speed. When they loop their yes, security footage.
1: Exactly. They just loop it so it looks normal. And apparently there's, like, no other alarm system in this entire castle. They just, like, cut through the window, open the door, walk in. What is <laughs> castle is
0: having, like, a single point of failure?
1: It's crazy. Like, I know that there's a party going on downstairs, but... There's also, like, this is, like, the security room. You're an international and, like,
0: criminal. You'd want to have some kind of protection.
1: Yeah, you can have multiple security systems throughout your house that are, like, so that certain areas of your house yeah, have security you have, sandal- like, security like, rings systems. or <laughs>
0: zones of security where you have... Yeah, no, this is all done
1: It's insane. <laughs> so back at the convent, Stacy's pretending to be Fiona, and she's apparently super late to this meeting, which boggles my mind, because the, the Mother Superior called and was like, this is happening in just a few hours, and how, like... Are they really far from – they never give any kind of distance. Is the castle really far from the convent? Like, did it take – Take her hours to get ready to go.
0: (laughs) This country sounds like it is tiny. So I can't imagine it would take hours, especially if she could, like, take a royal motorcade there and, like, dodge traffic and whatnot.
1: You would think so. And, like, the idea that apparently the disciplinary committee gave them so little time that she doesn't have time to put on a wig, some makeup, and rush over there, Then be on time. (laughs) She's, like, hours late.
0: (laughs) No, that's terrible. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's insane. And the committee they ask Stacy Fiona the what they should consider about her sentence. And Edward immediately interrupts. Like they're that's the first question they ask. Edward interrupts to make a speech about how Fiona yes kidnapped his wife, but she's really tried to turn it around, and they forgive her. And isn't forgiveness the ultimate thing? And they why is he even for. here? <laughs> so like yeah, like nobody's questioning why he's at this. Like, he's like, not even why related is he to is them. <laughs>
0: When he has no, like, this doesn't concern you, Edward.
1: (laughs) They're like, oh, the prince is here from another country. How interesting. (laughs) The husband of the woman who was kidnapped.
0: (laughs) I gotta say, this country is not run very well. If This is the kind of stuff that bureaucracy is doing. Like, if this is its justice system, oof.
1: It's crazy. So Edward gives his little speech, and then they look at Stacey Fiona and they're like, What do you have to say for yourself? And she's like, Yeah, I agree. I made some mistakes. But hey, if you want to extend my sentence, you go for it. Because she's still mad that Fiona kidnapped her.
0: <laughs> so why was Edward even making this speech if he's not on the same page as his wife?
1: Oh, well, and Edward's like, She's kidding. She's kidding. He's trying to get Fiona off for reasons I don't
0: understand. And he was the well, yeah, one that why? earlier
1: was like, We're going to involve Fiona, who tried to kidnap you, <laughs> like take over the entire kingdom.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's insane.
1: So the two of them get into a little back and forth of like, no, I mean it. And he's like, no, you don't. Yes, I mean it. No, I don't, you know? And to be fair, he used to be engaged to Margaret. So maybe it's more like, I have, not like I have feelings for her, but I've still, you know, I have a friendship with this woman and this woman is Fiona's, is Margaret's cousin. So I'm trying, and Margaret wants her to experience a family and get off sooner. So maybe.
0: I just realized something here. Sorry. Fiona, the doppelganger of Margaret, they're related. So that kind of makes at least a marginal amount of sense. But Stacey's right. just some random who also looks just like these other two people.
1: Yeah, she's basically like Margaret's best friend from another country.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I just, I just, that just sort of clicked for me. I don't know why it took so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the whole plot, Sam.
0: <laughs> but it's so like, I mean, I, I, I don't know why in my head, but they are all related in my head. i like, okay, they're all just a family that looks very much alike. But no, no, no. One's wow. completely right. random.
1: Yeah. Great. And so this is like a three minute segment. It's basically the princess's speech. She's like, Lock me up. I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. Lock me up. And they argue back and forth a little bit. And then the committee stands up and is like, We've got enough. We're gonna go make our deliberation. And I was like, What? <laughs> no.
0: I'd be like, This is insane, and <laughs> none of this is helpful. And you guys Like, why are you even here, Edward?
1: It was like the quickest conversation, too. It was like, what do you have to say for yourself? And literally all she says, I made some mistakes and you should put me in jail longer. (laughs) Up my sentence.
0: Insane.
1: And that's the entire uh, committee. They like walk off and they return with their assessment, which is apparently that even though the increase in sentence seems warranted, quote unquote, it doesn't seem the right thing to do.
0: Then why is it (laughs) warranted?
1: And they're impressed with her sincere remorse. I don't know what her remorse was. I guess her just saying that she made some mistakes and her sentence should be upped.
0: I've made mistakes, Danielle, but no one seems to forgive me.
1: <laughs> and I know
0: what I did.
1: <laughs> you know what you did last summer and many other summers before.
0: Oh, no. We're past that. We're not in spooky <laughs> torch anymore.
1: Are we? Are we past that? We've brought it up many times.
0: <laughs> well, it's a, it's a memorable title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, hurrah. They're commuting the rest of her sentence. <laughs> They can
0: just do that?
1: Apparently. And Mother Superior is very excited. She's like rejoicing, and then she very awkwardly backtracks because she realizes she's not supposed to be as enthusiastic as she is.
0: There is no justice in wherever the helpless place is called.
1: <laughs> Mold- Moldovia.
0: <Mont-ti-tenero>? Montanero? Montanero. <laughs> I kept on want to say like uh, another one, but which is Mont- another made up country. Montenegro. Name, That's not, real. not Montenegro. That's a real place. That's <laughs> <laughs> called like Old Covey or something. Some dumb thing from Marvel. <laughs>
1: So as they leave, everything's, yay, yeah, everybody's happy, except for Stacy, who's kind of like, eh, whatever. And as they leave, Edward says, it's deliciously invigorating, participating in all this skull duggery. And you know he's turned on.
0: <laughs> I am not okay with this. Is he turned on? Because like, he's like, Stacy, keep the wig on. <laughs>
1: what he said. Is it him? There's somebody who said something later. I have it in my notes. We'll get to it.
0: Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Very no, similar.
1: No. And I was like, ah! Make it
0: stop. Red flag, red flag.
1: (laughs) Run away, run away. So back at the party, meanwhile, Margaret is trying to prevent Hunter from taking her upstairs to, you know, to get some. And she talks him into a tango, which he had promised... Earlier, She was, because he had wanted to dance. She's like, yep, I'll owe you one. And so, Sam, this is the time for one of many choreographed dance numbers. It's the one that we all want and need.
0: I mean, if it's just a tango, that's not much of a choreographed dance number.
1: It's pretty fancy. The fun part about this particular choreographed dance number is not so much the tango that's on the dance floor, but that the music cue takes you to the laser room, where they're Uh... moving in time to the music under the lasers in a weird breakdance gymnastic limbo move. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Great. Okay, so now I'm back on board. But I just really want to see, like, the whole backup dancers doing everything, too, like a, like a Broadway production or something.
1: Yeah, it's fabulous. And so they make it across, they cut, or she cuts the wire, Fiona cuts the wire from the circuit box, and the lasers come off, and they go to the podium to get the giant star that's, of course, sitting in the center of the room. But in classic Indiana Jones style, they pull the star of piece off the clearly pressure-sensitive podium.
0: <laughs> uh, cause so I'm guessing, like... We didn't pressure sensitize our podium, so why would they? Why
1: would they? And the alarm goes off, and they seem surprised, which it seems be. like something that uh, Peter should have thought of. Duh. So Fiona, trying to stop the alarm, sets a pair of pliers on it, which is apparently enough weight to turn off the alarm, which seems crazy to me.
0: That's. I mean, first off, the alarm would be latching, so once it goes off, it does not turn off until someone. Oh, that's
1: not, no, say it turns off. <laughs>
0: Oh, and then in the guard was like, oh, we heard the alarm go off for three seconds. Eh, it's probably fine.
1: No, it's exactly what happens. So they show you the security room and they're like, why is the alarm going off? Because they're looking at the screen and it looks like nothing's happening, right? Because they have the security feed looped in. So they're looking at it and they're like, it must be the music pulsing from the party. The vibrations set the alarm off.
0: I don't buy that.
1: Yeah, not even a single security guard is like, well, I'll go check it out and make sure nothing else is going on. (laughs)
0: Just do a walk-by. It's like your job, man. (laughs) <laughs>
1: nope. They're like eating and hanging out in the, the security room. They're clearly not that intent on their job.
0: I mean, sure.
1: Okay. And so obviously the alarm goes off and though Mindy and Reggie know the alarm went off, like it goes off, they're like, oh my God, we're all going to die. And they, and then the alarm goes off and they're like, okay, well, the alarm went off. They still panic and decide to leave Fiona and Peter in the castle. They're just like, we're going to go. They're terrible backup men.
0: No, awful. The worst. <laughs>
1: And so, Mindy pulls, so glad we like, broke her- them out of jail. <laughs> I know, right? So Mindy pulls her USB plug thing out of the computer, and so the regular camera circuit like comes back on. And she just sec- leave it in? No, or, like she couldn't just leave her laptop there. No, she does not. She like takes the whole thing and unplugs it, and the security office sees immediately that the
0: star is missing. Of course, apparently the alarm didn't tip them off.
1: Yeah, I know, right? A full-scale alarm goes off in the house. Like, the whole house is now going off. Originally, it was just, like, the alarm for the security. And now it's the entire house. It uh, kind of interrupts the party. And Hunter's like, I've got to run. And so Margaret kisses him, trying to, like, keep him there. Like, right. Like, somehow that's going to keep him in the room <laughs> during the alarm. <laughs> to be
0: fair, it might.
1: But it doesn't.
0: <laughs> so Good. she just
1: kind of half-cheated on her husband for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> So he runs off, she runs off, Peter and Fiona realize they're in trouble and are trying to get out of the building. And he tosses a bag with the star up to Fiona, who's like crawling through the the ceiling tiles or whatever. And he can't make it up fast enough. He has plenty of time in the the movie, of course, but in fake reality he can't make it up to the ceiling
0: tile (laughs) well i mean you've got to have some attention somewhere danielle
1: i know so he tosses up the bag to her she puts the ceiling tile back in place runs off and he runs off in the other direction and fiona manages to catch the really stupid sidekicks right as they're leaving and manages to get into the van and escape with them oh good Peter is left behind.
0: No, Peter. Well, it's okay. We don't really care.
1: Well, you don't ever see him again. In like that scene, all you see is Hunter showing up to notice that the star is gone, that the pliers are on top of his podium, and that Peter has left his calling card at the empty podium.
0: For oh no! Fun. <laughs> Peter, Peter has a calling card. He just has like his business card or something that's sitting on there. Why would there. I you was, like, leave Peter, your business why? card for a murderous <laughs> villain? Wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does make any sense, Peter?
0: No, it's the dumbest thing.
1: Why would you want him to know who did it? So they all make it back to the castle, except Peter, who, again, they aren't sure if he made it out or not. You don't know as the audience And they either. don't really
0: care anyway. All they wanted was a star, and Peter was inconsequential.
1: Uh, yes. And people seem, like, as you said, people seem very deeply unconcerned for the fact that they're like, well, Peter may or may not have made it out. I hope he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, general confusion as to why Stacy is still dressed like Fiona, because she apparently hasn't had time to change yet, I guess.
0: Oh, no, no. They had time to change, but they were too busy with other things. <laughs> like,
1: making out. And she explains, she's like, well, they moved up your disciplinary hearing, and Fiona seems also very unconcerned about that as well. She's like, oh, okay. And they all just go about their, like, conversation. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, oh,
0: so many people. things have just happened,
1: and you don't seem concerned about any of them. <laughs>
0: I really hope Peter sees this as like sees this as an opportunity to break free from feeling like Fiona and her whole family slash person who looks like them but it's not family uh, <laughs> are terrible people they're sociopath they have no empathy. So I'm glad I, I I'm glad I had this revealed to me because they didn't come back for me. They just left me here to die. They don't seem to care. And I'm better off without them.
1: Yes, all of that would be true if they did not then say, oh, you got the star. And she's like, yeah, duh. And she goes to pull it out of the bag. And surprise, it's not in the bag. It's a basketball, Sam.
0: <laughs> did Peter steal the star? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I am looking Peter better now.
1: So I do feel, however, that she would have noticed that the pointy star was not in the bag. Oh, it's a basketball. It's a very (laughs) different thing. It's
0: a basketball. It wasn't like a starfish or something. It was like a basketball.
1: (laughs) Like, was she just carrying it from the top and never once, like put it in her lap
0: <laughs> also i imagine the weight would be very different for a basketball <laughs> Crazy. And a star
1: so they've been double crossed by peter exclamation point oh
0: no <laughs> i'm okay with that
1: so kevin and live so kevin had gone to like get live i think i forgot to put that say that in my notes is that he like ran off to get his daughter because she was stuck in like Brussels or something so he drove the eight hours to go get her and they show up and They're like, why does everybody look the same? Like they're super confused, as you would be. They all look like three different versions. You
0: promised me you would never do this. We're leaving.
1: Yeah, and Margaret's like, it's cool, it's me. And he's like, how do I know that? Like you look just like the other two. And she's like, let me prove it to you. And she makes out with him in front of everybody. And he's like, oh yeah, it's you. Which is that's not not a good
0: test. (laughs) Terrible. Awful. I
1: was like ew.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely gross.
1: Also, I just made out with Hunter at a party.
0: <laughs> right. So, uh all these these three women are terrible people.
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> And so the conversation turns to I guess we'll have to inform the Vatican that we're starless and they tell Fiona oh by the way you may want to know that you know at your hearing they commuted your sentence so you're free and she's like oh that's great and they're like do you want to come to our Christmas dinner like as we invited you you are invited we would love to have you play part of our family blah 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 and her two backup stooges are like come to Capri with us instead and she's like yeah I'm going there peace out bye everybody
0: (laughs) Are the two stooges going back to prison? Because why are they out? Those senses weren't commuting.
1: And she knows that they tried to leave her. Like, they know that – she knows that they drove off without her. I'm like, put them back in jail. Is if
0: Fiona and Peter were in cahoots, (laughs) and she was going to go meet Peter so they could take the star and sell it and live on a private island for their lives.
1: Yeah, that's not quite what happens. But (laughs) – it should be. The next morning, they're all driving to Capri, and she does stop at her old school. Like the. Why? Because, surprise! Peter is in there with the star, and he's holding it hostage until she talks to her mom, who's in the dining hall. Peter! <laughs> Why? No! <laughs> Not his business. Why are you so
0: invested in getting her to talk to her mom? Just so you can like go out with her? Ooh, Bizarre. Peter, I was with you for a while.
1: It makes me really mad. I would be so mad.
0: I would be livid.
1: So he apparently double-crossed her specifically so she knew that she was destined to be lonely and miserable. Not his words, her words, but he agrees. And she says to give him the star or she'll call the police. Which you know, totally fair.
0: fair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And he tells her, he said he always would be there for her, but this is the end of the line. He can't do this anymore. And he hands over the bag and she goes to leave, but clearly she can't bring herself to do it and goes in to speak with her mom.
0: And Peter no. left. I know. This emotional blackmail is terrible. It
1: is. It's terrible. So, but because this is like a PG Netflix Hallmarkian movie, they have a heart to heart where she's rightfully upset at her mother for not being part of her life for the last like 30 years. And yeah. somehow it turns around and they resolve the issue by the end of the three minute conversation. <laughs>
0: That's all it takes to, re- to resolve <laughs> decades of trauma. It is a three-minute conversation with your traumatic focus.
1: Absolutely. And they're now pals again. And meanwhile, back at the castle, they are all about to tell the cardinal and inspector about the star of Peace Missing. But Fiona walks in with her mom and the star and is all like, we gave it a bit of a polish. Hope you don't mind.
0: <laughs> yes? Yes, I mind. Why is this criminal holding our sacred relic?
1: Well, they don't know she's a criminal. And the cardinal is like, "Mind? It looks fabulous." But cuz I'm sure he's thrilled that they took out this priceless heirloom out of the box to yeah. give it a shine
0: quote unquote. Like, we saw what happened when that woman tried to restore that painting in Italy. Exactly. <laughs> when you're when you're an amateur, you don't you don't handle priceless relics or art when you're an amateur. You just and then don't. I
1: think it's Margaret who like takes it and just puts it on the desk like a paperweight. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Just on a pile of paper.
0: They should be excommunicated for that alone.
1: <laughs> and nobody seems concerned. The Cardinal's just like, oh, it looks lovely.
0: <laughs> Terrible.
1: And Fiona asks if the invitation is still open for Christmas dinner, and they're like, "Yes, we'd be thrilled to have you." And Stacy and Fiona have a little moment where she thanks her for all sh- oh, she's done, quote unquote. And she tells for them for not that Peter- pressing
0: charges. <laughs>
1: yeah, yes. And she tells them that Peter didn't really steal it; he was just, you know, trying to make a point. He I just guess. stole
0: it to emotionally blackmail me. That's not right, that. the same thing.
1: <laughs> but he gave it back, so it's okay. Yeah, uh-huh,
0: that's how it works. He was borrowing it. <laughs>
1: Cutscene to a fabulous rendition of a yodeling version of "Up on the Housetop" at the Christmas uh, festival.
0: No, if you're gonna do a yodel of a Christmas song, why pick one of the worst? I don't
1: know, but it's a really good yodel. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was Maybe like, it's better oh, I yodel. watched
1: it like twice. I was like, this is fun. <laughs>
0: Okay, you know what? Maybe it's better as a yodel. I'm I'm open to that idea. It is.
1: I mean, it's it's not hard to make up on the housetop better, and I feel like a yodel really like amps it up.
0: The only one that, I mean, what would be awful would be 12 Nights of Christmas.
1: Can you imagine <laughs> like, to that, a
0: 20-minute yodel?
1: <laughs> I would still listen to it at least once.
0: <laughs> oh, 100%. They'd be like, well... My life is now complete.
1: <laughs> I kind of want a yodeling. I wonder if there's like a yodel Christmas album with all the Christmas I mean, there's classics. a barking
0: dog's one, so there's got to be. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Please do. Share it to our, to our Twitter.
1: we <laughs> Will do. Uh, so Margaret lets Kevin slash the audience know off to the side that Hunter got arrested trying to flee the country. You don't see that, unfortunately. Why
0: was he trying to flee the country?
1: Because he... They reported him about the theft of the Star of Peace.
0: What theft? They got it back, and <laughs> they didn't tell anybody because they want to keep it all under wraps. Like they didn't even tell the police he had it. Just, all this is hearsay.
1: Well, the inspector and Interpol know.
0: How do they know he stole it?
1: Well, I think they told him that they got it. Well, they know the Star of Peace came back, so I think they told Interpol like on the download this is what happened, but the Vatican still does not know that it was ever missing.
0: But I thought the whole point why they couldn't go to Interpol in the first place is because Hunter bought them all off.
1: They couldn't go to the police. I'm not sure that counted as in inter- i don't sam i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying is either hunters should not have been afraid of the police now or they should be able to go to the police earlier
1: well maybe they meant like local police versus interpol but yes they Another should have I, go to inter- interpol. Uh, I don't know sam your point stands it's a wonderful point however they still get arrested trying to leave the country
0: okay sure <laughs>
1: And then Kevin asks Margaret if she kept the red Fiona heels that she was wearing earlier. Oh no! <laughs> I know.
0: Oh no! So I guess every what we're really figuring out here is that Kevin and Edward just really want like to bang Fiona
1: and Peter. I mean, they all want to bang Fiona.
0: That's true. Like, she is the like she is the sex object in this movie. Right? And it's they should just have like a.
1: Six way, I guess, of the three girls and the three. Because I mean, Edward. Oh, okay, these names are hard. Edward used to be with Margaret, I think. Originally, they didn't really want yes. to get married, but technically, they're they were together, and so was the other ones because they swapped partners. And so, and now Fiona, and they're all attracted to Fiona. They might as well just all get together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, go live your best polyamorous life, guys. No yeah. one's judging.
1: <laughs> I think it would work. Honestly, I don't say that about all like you know trios and quadruplets and everything, but or I think sec- it would. Sec- I think it would work. Yeah, like, tuples. and love triangles like sometimes i don't think that would work in a love triangle but i think it would work in this love setting sex tuple tang- I, I think it's a sex tuple
0: <laughs> we got there and it's a sex tuple yeah, so it it's works both ways
1: <laughs> <laughs> funny and anyway
0: all right sure i is to- <laughs> that in the movie got it <laughs>
1: Edward is like I couldn't be more proud of you and Margaret for putting on an event like this which I thought was a really funny line because apparently he's not proud of them for saving the entire throne and his like all their careers and everything but he's like super proud of this international Christmas festival
0: which I'm sure they they put, I'm sure they didn't hire like a party planner to do all the actual work well
1: it's mentioned earlier that they're doing a bulk of it like that's why they were doing the interviewing why, of why the, is
0: the queen doing the, mm, because the monarchy like, is maddening they're,
1: they're like the idea that they're like very involved with their country sam they're the one they're with the people other than the Look, commuting of sentences. i would be very
0: involved with a party i threw too, like a wedding or something about i'm not gonna do it all myself you hire a professional i'm sure they had a combination but
1: apparently they were very much involved and in charge
0: all right maybe fine. they're a
1: type personalities that really need to micromanage sam i don't know
0: <laughs> okay go on <laughs>
1: So at the event, Fiona's looking wistfully over all the cute couples, and Peter appears looking very dashing in his text.
0: He's quite handsome. That helps.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt, trust me. Apparently he's decided <laughs> not to be mad at her. <laughs>
0: Why would he be mad at her?
1: <laughs> because she refuses to commit to, like, anybody, if not not even just him, just, like, having a romantic, long-term yeah. relationship with anybody. That doesn't
0: justify your emotional blackmail, my dude.
1: It does not. He starts to apologize for, like, what he did and everything. I don't know if he's going to apologize for the mom bit, but just being mad at her. And she shushes him, and she tells him it's her turn. Basically, she tells him that he was always right, and she does shut everybody out, and she does want to be with him. And their kisses. Interrupted. They're just about to kiss. And then there's all these trumpeting horns announcing the starring of the Christmas tree.
0: I was going to say more yodeling, but that oh, would I guess be that's great. good too.
1: <laughs> Sadly, no. So there's a giant push button. So they push the button. All the trees' lights go on. The star of peace shines super brightly. Fireworks go off. I guess the push button sets off the fireworks. <laughs> and
0: of course. everybody
1: claps and cheers and finally gets to make out and live happily ever after the end. But it's important the post-credits to note. Scene. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to note that as the credits roll, there is a Christmas pop song and a dancing montage of all the characters and the nuns freestyling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I actually watched all the credits just for that. <laughs>
0: it sounds amazing. Also, you know, there's going to be a princess switch for I don't know on Mars or whatever. <laughs> watch that. Where an alien who looks just like Margaret, (laughs) uh, Stacy, and Fiona lands on Earth and they have to keep it secret and hide it from the government by swapping places with it.
1: Yeah, I 100% assume Christmas Switch 4 will involve a pregnancy. Oh, I mean, I
0: like my idea better for the alien, but yours is good too.
1: No, there will definitely be a pregnancy, and I, there can be aliens too. Sam, I'm just saying, maybe it's an alien baby. I don't know. Ooh, ooh
0: <laughs> maybe that's they creepy. don't know
1: who the mom is.
0: Maybe, the, maybe <laughs> okay. they're all pregnant, right? But they don't know which one's which the dad. dad
1: did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because of the tuple the they have.
1: And there's going to be all these shenanigans about like who's pregnant, who's not pregnant, and then you find out that you can't figure out who the dad is either. It's a whole drama, mama drama.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Netflix, if you're listening and you want us to write you <laughs> a Princess Switch 4 Alien Babies, uh, give us a call because we can make that happen. We won't even charge very much. Like We can probably cost a lot less than your normal writers because we true. are desperate. <laughs>
1: And you'd get a whole new group of people watching the Princess Switch movies. I know you'd literally upset some of your your watchers from previous movies, but let me tell I mean, you, like,
0: <laughs> you you would you would expand into a whole new realm. You'd be avant garde. It'd be groundbreaking. Call us, we and can we make definitely it do a
1: special episode for our podcast, so we'd be happy to promote that
0: for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, if you are from Netflix and want to reach out to us about that collaboration. <laughs> You can do that at bookretorts.com.
1: You can also tweet Instagram or Facebook us at
0: bookretorts. And if you want to support us and maybe hear about Danielle's tree accidents in the future, (laughs) you can uh, support us at patreon.com slash bookretorts.
1: Patreon!
0: (laughs) 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 This has been the Winter Bazaar, and it has been uh, very bizarre.
1: Very bizarre. Truly bizarre this year.
0: Oh, well, as always, at the end of the year, we want to say thank you so much for listening, for just indulging our weird eccentricities and love of weird media and for putting up with our weird schedule at the end of the year.
1: We deeply appreciate it. And we are so thankful that you all love our weird media too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe you just tolerate it. Either way, we call it a win.
1: You listen to us while you're doing other things. So you don't realize quite how strange we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time, and maybe next year. Bye. Take
1: care, everybody. We'll be Fabulous, Sam! A fabulous yodeling rendition. Oh, you cut me off with yodel.
0: Yeah, sorry, but you know, I don't. I don't tell the planes when to fly.
1: <laughs> Can't believe you. Talk to them. <laughs> Stupid planes, interrupting my yodel.
0: Look, I knew I was going to have something to say about yodels. So I want to make sure I can get it in <laughs> there with the plane. All right, we're good.